0: And ask me questions if I was confusing. It's really useful having a working margin. By working margin, I mean something in the sta- Ooh, excuse me, something in the standings where if you happen to run in to an umpire that has a Strike zone that's roughly the size of Saturn, and you end up losing a game one to nothing on the road. It's really not a huge problem. Would it have been nice if the Cubs won today? Why, certainly. However, it's really not that much of a concern. The Cubs are what, 26 and 20, six above. Nobody else in the division is above 500. Milwaukee is two below despite the win tonight. Milwaukee has a few games against the White Sox still to go. Cardinals and Brewers play 10. Cubs take care of their business. Eventually, having a working margin is really nice. I saw somebody talking about how their blood pressure is going to go up every game the rest of the year. I guess if that gets what you if if that's what gets you through, then go with it. But it isn't necessary to win every game. Would it be nice to get more than two hits? Yes. Would it be nice to have the strike zone be only the size of Texas? Maybe Oklahoma? Yes. But it was the same way for both teams, and the umpire was calling outside outside the zone for Craig Kimbrell. Now think about that. Craig Kimbrell was getting strikes outside the zone. Getting strikes outside the zone is supposed to be reserved for pitchers who have good control, good command. Craig Kimbrell was getting strikes outside the zone. This game, flush it. There's nothing, nothing of significance. The Cubs got out of the game without anything of significance. And across the league, Acuna. Ronald Acuna fouled a ball off his foot and barely missed breaking it. There are bigger concerns than losing one to nothing, with John Lester pitching fantastically. There's just worse problems in the world. First world concerns comes to mind. Cubs are twenty six and ten. They're fine. If they can win one of the next two, they're fine. Cardinals lost today against the Reds. That's good. If the Reds would have beaten the Cardinals, that would have been good. The Padres and Giants had their game tonight called off because of COVID. So finally, the West Coast teams get to deal with it. Yeah, the game tonight has been called off, as has the game on Saturday. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. One of my favorite false narratives is the closer on the road in the ninth in a tie game. Some people get really um fired up about the discussion of if you have one pitcher who is far better than anyone else. You're on the road in the ninth inning, bring in that pitcher to start the inning, because if he gets the zero, you bring about the top of the tenth inning, and anything can happen then. It's kind of hard to argue that logic. Use your best guy, push to the tenth inning, see what happens then. It's hard to argue it. I don't agree with it. Perhaps sometimes it makes sense. Perhaps sometimes it merely extends the game into the 12th and 13th innings and lengthens the game, making more instances where a player could possibly get lit up. I'm not specifically saying that because in the 12th inning, a player is more likely to get injured in the 5th or the 7th. Not the point. The point is in a long game, when you have a player who is possibly out of position, maybe something funky happens, injuries are never cool. When you have an injury and someone is forced to... When you have a mild injury and the player is forced to play through it, that's not very cool. If you have a player who is injured and now all of a sudden you're putting a, a a pitcher out in the outfield or just strange things end up having happening in extra innings. I'd rather have a working margin. And there's one other thing I'd much rather have than putting your elite or your reliever who is far better than Anybody else in your bullpen out for the bottom of the ninth inning to extend the game? Thanks for our, um, I really do appreciate you guys swinging by for the podcast. Fridays sometimes are a little bit quiet, but as checking the numbers and you guys have been listening. Uh, I think I even have some new listeners. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. Hopefully you're learning some things and possibly maybe you're even having some, hmm. Possibly I should push back on something pushbacks are welcomed. I appreciate call-ins. I appreciate people asking me, well, what about this? What about that? Because I enjoy learning, and as I learn, I hope I can help some of you learn as well. Hit like, hit share, hit retweet, do all the things that you do on social media kind of things. Rate the podcast if it deserves it, and Pod and Anchor allows sponsorships if you're interested in that. But most of all, keep listening. I, I very much appreciate that you're taking the time to listen. There is something more important than sending in your best possible reliever in the home ninth inning to push an, a tied game into extra innings. Two things, actually. One is having a working margin. So if you send in the wrong guy, oh well, we'll try again tomorrow. Looking at the numbers right now. For the Cardinals, the elimination number, as far as the Cubs are concerned, is 16. For the Brewers, it's 13. For the Reds, it's 10. For the Pirates, it's 7. Two weeks to go. Something like that. Cardinals have a whole bunch of games left. Cardinals today put their... I don't know who officially, officially their closer is, but I think their best reliever is Giovanni Gallegos. They put him on the 10-day disabled list today with something that looks like it's more than a 10-day injury. Um, Don't like to see injuries. It's going to be very hard for the Cardinals to... Catch up or contend with the Brewers or anything with (laughs) all those doubleheaders coming up. It's going to be really tough for them. 16, 13, 10, 7. The Cubs take care of their business. Even if they don't, the numbers are going to drop. Brewers are going to play the White Sox. Teams are going to play each other. Pirates lost tonight. The numbers are going to go down. The other thing, and it goes back to, is it when Heraldus Chapman was with the Reds? I think it is. Somebody was being hypercritical of the Reds manager because he was not using Heraldus Chapman in the ninth inning of tie games. Maybe it was at home. Maybe it was on the road. Maybe. I think it was, I think it was, I can't remember where it was. I think it was at home. He was waiting until he had the lead to bring him in. And people were strongly recommending they should use him in the ninth. At the time, I don't even think the Reds were a good team. They were a third or fourth place team. They weren't going to the playoffs. There's no point in overextending an arm when it's unnecessary, when you're not benefiting anything. Tonight's game, if nothing else, the Cubs burned through Hayter for an inning and Devin Williams for an inning. What that says to me is it's highly unlikely that both of them will be used in each of the next two nights. If there is a close game tomorrow and they use Hater, he won't pitch on Sunday. If there's a close game and they use Devin Williams, he won't pitch on Sunday. And they'd probably like to only use one of them on Sunday because they'll, they'll have a game on Monday as well. The best thing to do for my, for my money is have more than one good relief pitcher. Sounds kind of stupid, sounds kind of basic, but if your entire existence is based on we have one good relief pitcher, you're going to lose. And that's why you're going to lose, because you only have one good relief pitcher. Yes, it's nice to have that one guy who you can rely on. But if it gets to be a situation where... I kind of learned this, paying attention to the 84 Cubs. The 84 Cubs had Lee Smith and Warren Brewster, Dick Kidrow... They had guys, and they could get out occasionally, but there was only the one guy that you were really confident of. So if you'd use the really good pitcher in this one inning, then who's going to pitch the next inning? You're not going to be able to get away with using the closer two innings today and still use them tomorrow. What is far preferable is... Get about having seven good relief pitchers. We don't have seven good relief pitchers. Fix that problem. That seems to be the problem. If you don't have six or seven good relief pitchers, fix that. (laughs) Get about it. And uh, for those who say, well, I'm in favor of calling up Braylon Marquez. Okay, That's, that's a nice take. That's a nice take. I won't argue it too strenuously. But the question is, which individual are you pot committed to? This guy has no value in the present or future. If you have one pitcher on the Cubs, in the Cubs, on the Cubs staff right now who has no value in the present or in the future, then yes, the Cubs should make a roster move. I'm not sure if that's. Rex Brothers, I'm not sure if that's Justin Steele, I'm not sure who of the Cubs relief pitchers is of no current or future value. If they have a guy like that, definitely he should be moved, and before I say anything about Braylon Marquez or before I say anything about Corey Abbott, if it's a relief pitcher, I might want to look at uh, Pedro Strop first, because regardless what you where you stand on how he arranges his hat while he's on the mound, or what his ERA was in twenty twenty, if it came right down to it, and the Cubs were facing the San Diego Padres. In the bottom of the ninth inning. In a game. In Texas. And the Cubs needed to get out of that inning. To have a chance. To get to the um, LCS. The Cubs have to get out of this inning. To get to the LCS. As of right now. Until I see anything else. My money's on Pedro Stroke over Braylon Marquez. Because I believe in evidence. Once I see Braylon Marquez pitching at the major league level, then I can assess Braylon Marquez at the major league level. Until I see that, I'm thinking he'll struggle like Everett's like. I could be wrong. Line up as many quality relievers as you can. To do that, accurately assess the players presently in the organization. Is Jason Adam going to be one of those guys? Does he look like he possibly might be? How about Dwayne Underwood? Is Rex Brothers going to be that guy this year? Is Josh Osich going to be a guy that the Cubs ought to keep around for next year? They have the option. The next few weeks, if the Cubs hit, if the Cubs do what they're supposed to, and if the other games in the division end, is in get played to conclusion, and the Cardinals and the Bru- Somebody loses games. The Brewers lose a couple more. Once the numbers start getting inescapably low, some people will say that's the time to start to experiment. I say rubbish. I say hogwash. If you don't know who's going to be the third and the fourth guy that you're going to bring in, that you're completely reliant on getting through an inning six times out of ten, Keep looking. Because if you're going to win in a specific season, regardless how many people make the postseason now, you're going to need more than one or two relievers you trust. To get to that point, let unfamiliar pitchers have opportunities in games where If they fail, they can learn something. If that sounds like I'm probably downplaying games between now and the end of the season, I probably am. I'm looking at the standings again, 26 and 20. Cubs are six games above. I think I'm right on that. Maybe it's 26 and 21, but whatever. The Cubs are well over 500 the cardinals are at 500 the brewers are under 500 the reds are under 500 cardinals and the brewers play each other 10 times somebody's going to lose somebody's going to lose somebody's not going to catch up to the cubs i'd rather have a better idea at the end of the season is ryan tapero worth keeping around jeremy Jeffress has been wonderful But until the Cubs have a second or third option, they're in trouble. And yes, if it gets to the very end and somebody is no longer able to go, and the best option is put this guy on the 45-day disabled list and call up Braylon Marquez because what the hell, then do that. It's not essential for Marquez to get a look today, tomorrow, next week. He'll probably struggle because pitchers usually struggle. But if he is the best available option and everyone else has been found wanting and has been failing and you can make a roster move without losing future value, then do it. But I would imagine probably between now and the next two weeks, somebody's probably, probably, probably going to get lit up. Somebody's going to get lit up, and somebody's going to be out for, ooh, that's a three-week injury. And that person you can put on the 45-day disabled list because they're not going to be back in time to help. It's sad, but it's true. Pitchers sometimes get injured. Players sometimes get injured. And it's a just. The false narrative of use your one good relief pitcher in the ninth inning. If you only have one good relief pitcher, you don't deserve to win. Thanks for stopping by. Pre-arb excellence. I'll try to have another podcast up, as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to make that one worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs go. And be nice to people.